Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time, and hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, my blog talk radio community, as well as those who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight we have returning guest expert Felicia Wallace-Benton, and she is going to be sharing strategies on organizing our small spaces. And then, of course, in the next half hour will be Taylor's Tip Time, where I will be sharing some of the things that I decided to toss over the past few months. Yes, I decided to toss some things. And, of course, I will be sharing my product suggestion, my app suggestion, as well as my repurposed suggestion of the week. But before I bring on Felicia, as we were talking in the virtual green room, I Googled some of the And I wanted to know what some of the smallest spaces were in the world. So get ready, people. See, if you think you're living in tight quarters, wait until you hear how some people are actually um, living in the size of their space. Now, apartments are as low as 220 square feet in Cal Park, Seattle, 220 square feet. A home for 189 square feet in Toronto went for $200,000. I repeat, a home that was 189 square feet went up for sale for over $200,000 in Toronto, and this home sold for that price without a bathroom. And last, an office, because we're going to cover that too, had 20-square-foot office. So that is why I wanted to bring Felicia on because I know a lot of you live in studio apartments, you live in small spaces, small homes, and I know sometimes you have a challenge just figuring out how to plan the space and how to store items and so it won't feel cluttered. So Felicia Wallace-Benton, She's from Designing Your Vision, and it's a full-service interior design firm that provides one-of-a-kind interiors for residential and commercial spaces. Her team fills your home or business is more than just a space. It's a reflection of you. Designing Your Vision helps you to see the full potential and the most effective use of your space. Well, welcome, Felicia. Hi Janet, how are you? I'm doing fine. So, you, so you heard the, the small spaces? <laughs> I did, and you know what? It's, it's. I want to say it's maybe a trend, uh, or, or maybe something that's going to trend. Let me put it that way: the people living in smaller spaces or downsizing. Let's see. Uh, really? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, if you house has uh, definitely posted a lot of articles out there about people who are making smaller spaces into their houses. Um, there was one article, and it's only because you asked me to do this segment that it came to my attention, but this one couple rented out their house until they could actually sell it and then renovated their garage area into a living space. And that was a small space in which they were able to create a loft 
kitchen, nice size shower, bath, and then sitting area. So they did a phenomenal job building it out, but it's it's still, um, even for my taste, it's very, very small. Um, But a lot of people now are looking to that. Um, They're downsizing, they're getting rid of their space, and they're trying to work with what they have. Um, and either until they get established or just because they're trying to cut back on extras or having so much. They want to, not say minimalistic, but they, they want to just live with as minimal as they can. And the, the creative, they're definitely coming up with more creative ways to work within a small space. So for all you people out there that have small spaces, I would say this is now your time to shine. It's your time to be creative. It's your time to be open. And it's your time to really make that space work for you. And there's so many out ideas out there on how to do that. So, wow. um, yeah, I know the first question <laughs> you asked is what size is considered to be a small space? Yeah. Um, you know what? There, there is no set size because it all depends upon the individual. It, that, okay. That's it in a nutshell. Um, some people can work with one bedrooms and they feel very comfortable with that, um, like a studio. Uh, other people, that is way too small of a space because they would feel cram and cluttered, so they need to have at least a couple bedrooms in the apartment. So it really depends upon the individual. Um, if you're in a situation where you have to work with something small, then it might feel like a size space, but there's really no limitation on what is a small space or what's considered because it's really defined by the the person that's living in that space, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, And that's interesting because what I wanted to say is, you know, in reference to just you were saying it was a trend, I mean, I have been hooked on Tiny House Nation I believe that's the name of the new show, so I'm sorry if I, if I messed it up. But it's just about people who have decided to live in such small square footage, and it's just amazed me. And I could see it if it's one person, but what I was in awe of was there was a family, um, a couple, and they had, I think it was about four children grown, and... um. It just amazed me that they were looking for a space for all of them to vacation in. And I'm thinking, first of all, for the two, the couple, but then you've got grown children and then you've got the dog and then you've got their boyfriends and girlfriends. So it's it's just interesting um, to to hear that it is a trend. And someone in our chat room, one designer, two ideas, said, hey, Janet and Felicia. So I just wanted you to say, just to say that before we continue talking. Um, but, well, you already said about, you know, what size is considered small. So it's an individual person, is each individual person. But my first question is, for people who want to entertain, what are some creative ways to decorate the space and, and as well as organize um, items, accessories, and equipment? I went to a neighbor's apartment, and she has a studio and I was in awe. It felt so big. Even though she's like, Oh Janet, I just have a studio. But when I walked in there it didn't feel like a studio. It just felt like it was so it almost felt as big as mine and I have a one bedroom. Mhm. Well, it really depends try to get from people is how they're going to use the space. When you're designing, whether it be for some small space or it all depends upon how you're going to use and what you're going to do in the space. That defines what you're going to put in there. And then from there, depending upon the size, we work with size and other pieces that will help you store and, and get organized. So to answer your question, like for entertainment area, if, if I'm coming home just to lounge and watch TV, then I would want something comfortable and cushy. Probably they would help me to lounge and kick my feet up. So right now I'm looking at like maybe a nice size sofa, maybe um, a love seat, depending upon how many people I'm going to sit in here. And this has to be 80% of the time. Not like, okay, I may host an event, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, who's going to use this space and how you're going to use it. So, you know, this is me and my hubby. A love seat would be fine. Uh, or maybe two nice 
oversized chairs, oversized chairs, an ottoman that you can store stuff in, um, shelving on the wall where I can put my entertainment center um, on, maybe mounting my TV on the wall so I don't have anything else up under it, um, a nice size uh, uh, piece of furniture where I can either house my electronics or um, either put the cable or everything else in your cable box in for the for the TV so they're out of the way and uncluttered. Um, also for additional storage. So there are a lot of creative ways that you can design your entertainment or your entertainment area based upon the space. So mm-hmm. um, if it's a smaller space, what I tell people is furniture is not always your friend. Look at the wall. You know, don't look at that floor plan as just stuffing it with the stuff. Look at your walls and see if you can use shelving, if you can use other means of putting your um, accessories, equipment, um, TV on um, to have that floor space be, become free. Um, so it won't mm-hmm. feel as cluttered and overwhelming and heavy. So mm-hmm. those are just two little quick bits. <laughs> and, the, and that is good, you know, because it's, it's interesting because when I went into her apartment, she had a, basically a full-size sofa chair, but but like you suggested, she had um, TV, with, and, and thank goodness for flat screen TVs. Because mm-hmm. that really helps a lot of us out. It gives us space now. Um, but I told her, because she's like, I need to downsize. I said, but this sofa seems so perfect. It was so nice and, and inviting and entertaining. And just like you said, the really the way she she planned space was what, you know, you suggest for people. Because the next thing is for the place to eat. I mean, some of us can can go out and get the huge tables, but when you're dealing with a small space, you really have to look at, at every piece of furniture and how it fits. Right. And now for for eating, like um, you don't have to just go out and get a table and chairs. You can be really creative with your table. You could do um, almost a bar-sized table, a thin table. Um, there have even been sofa tables that may have drop leaves that went extended become pretty big. Um, So something like that you can possibly utilize as uh, a small sitting table. So when it's folded, it's like a nice size sofa table. And when the leaves are popped open, it's a nice size eating table. Um, Some furniture places do carry pieces like that. Um, They're very easy to find. Or you can get one custom made, which is probably more money. But something like that can give you the eating or not. Um, you can also get a, 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 a what they call like a bar height table. So you can have your stools. And some bar height tables, you know, just have like um, a, a, a bar height. So you can store the stools underneath. So something like that would be a really nice touch. Um, so that way you can have it as a functioning, maybe an additional table where you can prep stuff on. And then if you want to eat, um, just have it set up for two to, to eat. Um so, again, it's how you're going to use the space, um, you know, uh, and how your space is set up as to what you can incorporate in the space. Um, another thing for kitchens, which people, I don't think really, is the storage of, like, pots and pans and cooking utensils and stuff like that, even though it is the eating space and trying to find furniture pieces. So, but that's normally what I come across for people with small kitchens. It's like I don't have any place to store my items. There's one big complaint. Um, what I tell them is, you like Julia Child? Get a pedboard <laughs> and mount your stuff to the. Because I mean, you could be very creative in that. You can be creative as to what you choose to to hang your hooks and stuff like that. You can hang your pots and pans. You can even get colored pots and pans in which you can hang. I mean, it's just you can be very open. But that's one creative way you could do it. Um, your cabinet space again. I mean, we I think we had this conversation one time, but um, don't think of it as just putting stuff in the bottom of the cabinet. Go out and buy cabinet shelving that just a cabinet shelving that you would uh, shelve that you just open up and you place in your cabinet. So you could do them at different tiers, different heights, and you can store different things. So it's like you have multiple shelving under your cabinet. So that definitely helps. 
Um, another thing I did in just doing research and trying to come up with more creative ideas is people using, um, uh, like, um, I guess you would call desk organizers, where you put your mm. paper in the house, like um, long cooking trays and stuff like that. Um, I even saw one where someone took, like, a mesh um, where you put, like, your magazines in or a magazine rack and hooked it to mm-hmm. the inside of your cabinet door and then placed uh, your saran wrap, your your um, aluminum foil and stuff in so you could store it that way. So the thing is not just look at the horizontal space, but also how you can build it up vertically. Um, and there's mm-hmm. so many container stores. As a matter of fact, there's one in King of Prussia or, or organized stores that you can go to and you can come up with millions and millions of different ways of how to store one thing. Um, and that could be somewhat overwhelming for some people, but the, the thing of it is now they're starting to cater to people with small spaces or people who are trying to get organized. So you do have those options out there or out there if you want to go all the way and spend the money, or if you don't, then you can be more creative in how you do it. Like, like I suggested, it's the pegboard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and also your suggestions of some of the offer because like like you, I have seen how they've used like magazine files, um, you know, attached them to the the cabinet and had like the the uh, the, the saran wrap, the Reynolds wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, I even saw somebody take one and actually because they had a small kitchen and they put their onions, they had a mesh one and they put onions and um their potatoes in there. So oh, that yeah. was another exactly. way for them to store stuff um, as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's a good idea to to use the walls, though. I mean, you're just, right now, as you're talking, I like visualizing stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would work. That would work. Mm-hmm. If I lose a little square footage, that will work for those of you out there who may be in a one-bedroom, but now you're thinking about downsizing to something a, a little bit smaller. So what about right. the bathroom, Felicia? I mean, that that's an issue. I don't think I don't think that's just an issue just for people with small Spaces. I think sometimes that could be an issue with people with homes. The bathroom sometimes is not as big as they, they wish it could be. So what are some suggestions you have just to kind of keep our things organized in the bathroom? Well, one thing that I really love, um, glass jars, um, because they're good for, uh, like, your Q-tips, your cotton balls. You can, they come in all different sizes. Um, you could put little bar soaps in them for decorative and then just use your, your bar soaps. I mean, they're they're good than, for other than just your decorations. Like, you can store things in, and you can be very creative as to how you, what type of glass jars you get, color, and you, they're great for storage if you have the counter space. Um, another thing that I have done, and this is more so in kids' bathrooms, are uh, just door organizers, like anything that you put on the door, because they're really cool for putting the little tiny stuff in, um, like the hairbrush, the little um, combs, even like the, the the bathroom or the bath toys for your kids, if you have smaller, taller kids that like to, you know, play with their bath toys in it. You can store that behind the door. Um, that way it's out of sight if you leave your door open, your bathroom still looks neat until you go in close the door, but it's still a nice area where, you know, your kids can take them out, play with them in the tub, and then put them back. And they dry hmm. off pretty easy that way, yeah. Um, and I, I also like that, like, for for me personally, is, like, I, I don't have, well, I guess it's, it's kind of in my closet door slash bathroom door, but in my um, door organizer, I put, like, little things of makeup and stuff like that, anything small, that I just want to grab one, two, three, and just throw back in instead of throwing it back in a drawer or trying to put it back neatly. I know I could just throw it right back in there in a little pouch, and I know where it is at all times. So, you know, whether I wake up late or early, you know, I'm just, I'm, I know where it is. I can grab it one, two, three. So, um, th- that's something I suggest to people um, for them to organize. Another thing is... Um, if it's not built in, do your shelves above the toilet. I mean, it's it's a nice way. You could do all different, any different types of shelving, whether it's a closed-off cabinet or whether it's the wire shelving. You can do anything. 
And that gives you phenomenal storage, whether it's for tiles, whether it's for extra items. Like if you have a cabinet, you can close off for toiletries and stuff like that. But it is phenomenal storage. So I always suggest mm. that. And then mm. the same thing with the kitchen is to your – some people say, well, I just have this one cabinet. Again, don't just look at that horizontal space. Build it up. Get those stackable shelves. You, again, you can get from a container store. You can stack them. You can get them a smaller. You don't have to get them the same width of the actual cabinet. You could do different sizes. So you can have your tall items on one side and your smaller items on the other side of your cabinet. So that's definitely um, a plus, um, especially if you have that pipe that goes right up the middle of your cabinet. You can just build around that. So it helps you to create and make room for better storage. Wow. Well, these are good. I mean, I was writing down. I was writing down stuff the whole time. The whole time you were talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, and 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 you're right. The back of the door. That's the one place that sometimes we just need to use, and it's there. And 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 we could just really utilize it for for so many things. And also, like you said, above the toilet, we've got all mm-hmm. that wonderful space right there, just just waiting to be used. So. We've gone to the bathroom, the kitchen, the living room, entertaining space. So our bedrooms. Now, I hear a lot of people, um, because they have such huge furniture in the bedroom, that they could really not go smaller. But what are some, I guess, ways, one, that we can still have a sleeping space um but maybe not have the big bulky furniture. I mean, one woman's like, look, I got big European furniture, so I can't ever go to a small bedroom. Um, or I can't close the doors in my bedroom because I got my big European furniture. Um, so what are, I guess, some solutions in order not to make that space, whether you have the big bulky furniture or even if you are in a small studio type apartment to make that space well, like functional? Coming from a furniture, um, working in a furniture or retail furniture, mm-hmm. um, I would get customers who say, I love this heavy Tuscany furniture and I have this small bedroom. And I would say, well, you can't have the Tuscany furniture because it's going to overwhelm your space. And mm. in any room from a design, not just from a design standpoint, but it's also psychological, the, the more it works how it should function, the more you feel comfortable in it, the more you're going to use it, the less stressed out you're going to be about using it, and the more you're going to like the space. That's just a given. So if you're trying to fit bulky furniture just because you love it in a small space, it's not going to work. So my suggestion is unless you like the furniture more than you like the space in your bedroom, then keep it. But if you like have the space in your bedroom, you have to buy the furniture that will fit in the space. And what furniture you can buy is pretty much, you you have a lot of choices. It's not like before where you only had cookie cutter furniture. There there are a lot of creative ways that you can go out there and still get the storage that you need and um, get the look that you want without having to buy the complete set you know, that everything that comes with it so you can have that look. And I think that's where people well, – actually, I know that's where people need a designer to come in and, mm. and, and direct them and to tell them what they can do. Because most people say, well, I need the chest, the dresser, the two end tapes. Not all the time, no. And you can also mix and match different things so you don't have all this bulky furniture in your room. But that, that's something that – you know, people would need my expertise out. Not everybody can do that. Um, but to answer your question, you definitely need to scale down. There's no ifs, ands about it. If you can't close your door or you can't get on the side of your bed or you're crawling <laughs> over furniture, you need to scale down. There's, I can't okay. help you there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's how you do it, and you could be very creative in doing it. Like if you love that big Tuscany or that big, um, Italian piece of furniture or whatever that piece is, maybe that one piece in your bed and everything else would be something that complements that piece on a smaller scale. Do you see it? Okay. 
mm-hmm. which is mostly how people in small bedrooms work. And then you also have to be creative of the overall layout. Like some people like to have their bed in a certain space. I mean, you have to work with the the layout or the overall setup of the room, and you have to work on how you lay out the room. Um because you want your bed to be in a nice position where you're not feeling it so you feel somebody walking in on you. Um, <laughs> it, it, it helps, trust me, it helps you sleep a little bit better. You don't want a cluttered bedroom because, again, your bedroom is your sanctuary, so you don't want to feel like it's overstuck because you're not going to be able to sleep and relax. And you're right. Nice sleep. So um, you really have to be in this, space is anything else. You have to be very conscious of how you decorate. For those that have like um, a loft or open floor plan, um, you can, there are definitely ways that you can divide it off with screens. Uh, for those people who have like an efficiency where they have like uh, all one space, a screen is ideal. Maybe a nice big piece of furniture with a screen behind it so it looks like it's like almost like a built-in wall or it's supposed to be there, and you still have that nice big piece of furniture. Um, so, again, there's a lot of creative ways in how you can decorate the space, but I do not recommend anybody trying to make a big piece of it. As you talk, I can just vis- I can visualize the screens and different things. So those are some really great suggestions, really great suggestions. Mm-hmm. So, Last is a lot of people work from home, and even if they have a small studio-sized apartment, they still work from home. So how would you suggest somebody incorporate a workspace into a small space? Okay. Um, What I I did for uh, this one couple when I did work in furniture retail, they had – they wanted their bedroom to kind of uh, work as an office slash just someplace where they could pay the bill. So they were able to kind of fit their bed, not up but up against the wall, but sort of like in the middle of the room. We had a nice size room. But behind the bed, we kind of put like a sofa table. Um, mm-hmm. So what it did is allowed them to, to kind of go around and that little area was their area which they could definitely use, not like an office office where you're running your business, but like a nice mm-hmm. little area where she could write notes or stuff like that. So that's something you can always do. They're all they're definitely cute writing desks and stuff out there that you can pull into your bedroom if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to function. Um, another thing is I had a couple that had two closets. Um, and his and hers, and in between, they used to have, like, a little niche for alcove. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had a chair there, and they wanted to keep the chair. Well, the chair, I suggested moving into another room, and then they could put a desk there. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of, uh, like, I did a kid's room like that, too, where uh, we actually had a contractor build out a desk in that little area. So that's something to, to do. Um I had an elderly woman who just used one closet. Her husband had the other closet, but since he was long gone, she had kind of cleaned out the closet and just put pillows and stuff in there. That we kind of gutted out and made it into a nice little office space. Kind of framed out the door, set in the table in there, did some shelving, and it's a nice little place where she can put her little chachis, knitting stuff and stuff like that, and it became like a nice little desk area. Um, for those that just have smaller homes, um, if you have like a stairwell that's not closed off, you can always make that into like a nice, like because you're going up the steps, you have like a stairwell or alcove underneath. If it's not closed off, if it's open where you can walk underneath, you can make that into a nice little desk area because that tends to be wasted space in some areas. And like I said, a closet or a niche, there there are all different ways where you can build out um, a nice little um, office. Now, for if you're if you're looking for like a office to run your business, then that's something that you might have a hard time doing because that's needs okay. to be a place where you can 
feel as though you're working, where you're not distracted by anything else. And that's where I can come in and definitely help you to design it. Even if you're in a small efficiency place, there are definitely creative ways where you could do that. Again, you can, depending upon how you, the rest of your space is set up, you can put up a screen and possibly divide it off that way. The key is, like, if it's, if it's where you're running your office, you definitely want to kind of seclude yourself from any other uh, distractions that might come up. Uh, which will help you to work more efficiently in the space. Mm. (laughs) Well, Felicia, you have given us so many wonderful tips from um, organizing our living room, entertaining space, to our kitchen, to our bathroom, to our bedroom, and how we can create, if not a office to run our business, but at least a space to um, pay our bills and manage our home and our life. So how can people get in contact with you um, if they are challenged with their small space and they need help planning the space, picking out furniture, or just making it a haven and not a place that they feel like the walls are coming in? (laughs) Well, as um, just like anyone else, we do have, uh, they can reach me in three ways. Um, One very common is cell. Uh, some people rather call and speak with me than shoot me an email. Um, so if that's the case, uh, you can reach me via cell, and the number is 215-808-4786. Um, you can also reach me via email. Um, as long as you put your phone number in there, I can give you a call back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can definitely reach me via email, and the email is... Um, Benton, B-E-N-T-O-N, underscore, Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, at yahoo.com. And then the third way is my website. And my website definitely has um, some different design ideas uh, to give people ideas of what they can do furniture-wise, uh, with upholstery and tying it together to just doing like a completely whole different look or renovation of a basement. And for those people who are starting new business, commercial too as well. Um, so that is um, Felicia, S-E-L-I-C-I-A dash Benton, B-E-N-T-O-N dot squarespace dot com. So... Well, thank you so much, Felicia. And, of course, you know you can always <laughs> click on the links on the um, the Blog Talk Radio um, show page and where you see Felicia's picture and her information. It should take you directly to her website. So I thank you so much for your time and for your information this evening, Felicia. Oh, you're welcome. It's always my pleasure. <laughs> So hopefully we'll think of some wonderful, interesting top, and you will be back. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have Thanksgiving and the holidays. We can do something very interesting. <laughs> ah, that's good to know, Felicia. That's good to know. So you enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, you too. Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Hi, this is Dee Greenhill, real estate expert with Century 21 Alliance, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 100 and download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. It's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is... The Tiny House Revolution, A Guide to Living Large in a Small Space. Living large in a small space, homeownership is the American dream. It's quite apparent that we are comfortable with dreaming big. Americans have always built the largest homes on the planet. But recently, there has been a quiet undercurrent buckling that trend. Some have questioned what all this extra space is really buying us. 
and they are among those who are deciding to get a smaller space. So this book is written by Michael Holtby, and that is Michael Holtby. And again, my audiobook selection is The Tiny House Revolution, A Guide to Living Large in a Small Space. So go to audible.com forward slash that's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Oh, getting a little tongue-tied this this evening. Well, um, my Taylor tip time is, and I may have already talked about this, but I got rid of some stuff because I live in a small, well, a small space. Actually, I love my size space. It's a one-bedroom, so I like the size space. But I know some of you may live in the... Um, a, a, a smaller space. Let me see. I'm just reading the message from um, one designer to I'm a empty nest and I have entertained the idea of tiny house living. I've raised five kids. Go, go, go. Um, oldest is 40, youngest is 23. I was interested in trying to live for one, something that I have never done in my adult life. Well, to you, one designer, two ideas. Um, I would suggest um, if you have never lived in a small house, um, maybe give it a try. I know that um, for two weeks, because of some renovations, I actually had to live in um, one of the hotels for two weeks. And I realized living in that space, that space for me at that point in my life was a little too small because everything was in one room. I mean, it was a beautiful space. I, I was comfortable. I slept at night. But I think for me, because of the way it was designed, it was a little too small. Now, of course, if I had Felicia in there, she probably would have just configured it a little differently. Um, but I felt like the walls were coming in. And, and plus, it was just not only because the walls were coming in, I wasn't getting the sunlight I I usually thrive on getting. But um, I would suggest, I remember when I was living in my home, and every now and then my friend and her husband would travel, so they wanted somebody to basically house sit and water the plants. So I would come and stay with them. And you know what? I realized I could I could survive. They had a one-bedroom apartment, and I was like, oh, I can live this life. So um, maybe that's an option for you. Maybe you know friends or family members who are in smaller spaces. Um, maybe you can just kind of get a feel for it before you take the plunge. But also think of all the benefits. There's less to clean, less to maintain. I love my small space, and it doesn't impact me entertaining at all. I mean, I remember in this one bedroom, I think I must have had 20 people for July 4th because I'm in the city. I'm near where the fireworks are. So everybody wanted to hang out here um, because it was a lot better than hanging outside in the heat and looking up in the sky when you could just look out my window with the air conditioner and the food and the laughter and the fun. And I felt guilty. Because I had all invited all these people, and I'm like, I don't have enough chairs. And you know what? People were sitting on the floor. There were a couple people on the chair, but a lot of people were sitting on the floor. They were standing. So now I'm over not having enough. I just invite people, and if they want to bring a pillow, if they want to bring a chair, they can do that. But anyway, I was sharing that I got rid of stuff because I felt like it was that time. And sometimes, for those of you living in a small space, you may have stuff. Um, and um, thank you, one designer, two ideas. Um, and you may feel like stuff is walls are coming in at you. So let's start with the kitchen. I remember when I started going through my stuff, I had three frying pans, three frying pans. Mind you, the only thing I really fry is maybe I scramble an egg every now and then. I have a deep cooker for that I use for the chicken, but I stop frying chicken. I'll eat fried chicken. I just don't fry chicken for myself anymore. And the reason I don't do that is because my family has a history of hypertension and high blood pressure. So I said, you know what, to combat that, 
in my own life, I need to just not do it. But I always eat a piece of fried chicken if you put it in front of me. So I had to get rid of the two frying pans. Um, I recently got rid of the dollhouse. Um, I got rid of albums from the 80s. So it's stuff like that that takes up valuable real estate in our small space that we need to get rid of. So in getting rid of this stuff, first of all, sometimes you got to get rid of the excuses because you, you continue to push stuff aside here, there, and everywhere. And I can understand you get a little overwhelmed with the whole project. But what you do is you do a little bit at a time. Like, for example, let's start with all the stuff. Now it's getting close to the holidays, and it's and at least for those of us on the East Coast, the season is changing. It's getting a little colder outside. A lot of us are going to start cooking in the kitchen. Maybe just start with the kitchen. Get rid of some of the stuff that you've had for years and decades that you're not going to cook with or use anymore. And if it's usable, donate it to somebody. The next thing is go in that bathroom. Get rid of everything that's expired. And you no longer can use. Um, I did that. I went through. I had toiletries that I had been keeping for years. Though some of them were I had not opened, so I donated them to a shelter. But a lot of them were half emptied. Oh, I tossed those. Then, of course, you know, you go in the closet and you get rid of the stuff that you just don't wear anymore, the T-shirts, the sweaters with stains. And each year you say, I'm not going to wear it. And then finally you just get tired and you throw it out. So, I just wanted to share that with you, um, but that's how really how I got rid of stuff. I got rid of stuff. I got rid of things, which I'm going to tell you in um, other episodes, uh, how I got rid of stuff out of my calendar, how I got rid of stuff out of my calendar. But I wanted to kind of move on to Janet's mailbag. And, of course, I thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. I really appreciate it. Thank all of you for following me on social media. I am Organizer Janet on Instagram, as well as those in my blog talk radio community. Tomorrow is Tossa Tuesday. So I want you to donate clothes and household items that you no longer use or because you're in a small space, you do not have room for it. I repeat, donate clothes and household items you no longer use and because you have small space, you don't have room. You do not have room anymore. So get rid of it and toss it. My app suggestion is from Room Scan, and it's free, and it's by far one of the simplest room measurement apps available. Room Scan allows the user to draw floor plans by placing their smartphone or iPad sequentially upon various walls within a home once a full rotation has the measurements of for a floor plan. So for those of you living in a small space trying to figure out how to configure it, you can call Felicia, which would probably be best because she can tell you with colors and things like that. Or you can try to figure it out with this app called Room Scan. And, of course, if you go to my Pinterest page, you'll be able to find a link to this app. Then my product suggestion is Ann Griffin File Folders. Electric. They're bold patterns, bright colors, high quality file folders from Anna Griffin will make even last year's tax record seem fresh and exciting. This is from C. Jane Works. And of course, if you follow me via social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you'll get to see what the really great bold color file folders, because when you're in a small space, you need to keep your paperwork organized, but also make it a little fun, add a little, add a little bit sense of your style. So that is my product suggestion for the week. And, of course, repurpose suggestion, because you're in a small space and Felicia said use those walls. I saw where someone had taken a frame and then some beautiful ribbon string to hang their sunglasses because they had a large sunglass collection, which is great because you may not have the surface space, but you've got a lot of wall space. So that way your sunglasses will be visible, they'll be accessible, and they just won't be shoved somewhere. So that was my App suggestion 
my repurpose suggestion, and of course, my product suggestion. Of course, you can always go to my Pinterest page. When you go to the products that help you keep organized, that's where all the products that I suggest on this show are with links. The app suggestions are apps that will help you stay organized. That's in that section. And, of course, my repurpose suggestions. I have several sections. I have repurposed. Then I have repurposed the office. And then I have repurposed the garden. So depending on what you're looking to repurpose, what area of your home or your life, hopefully I have something out there. So some of you have some creative things. And then, of course, I started throwing out this. So if any of you have any repurposing ideas, you need to send them to me at JanetMTaylor.com. Click on and a description, and I will definitely mention it on this show, but I will also post it on my Pinterest page, and I'll even probably post it on Instagram and Facebook as well on what you have repurposed, because someone shared with me how she keeps track of her small earrings by repurposing buttons. And then every now and then you may go on there and see something that I repurposed as well. So hopefully you'll check that out as well. Well, next week, I had an opportunity to interview Ms. Melissa Schnapp, a positive psychology life step, life coaching. And, of course, she's going to be talking about organizing your emotions for a happy holiday season. Because it can be a little, sometimes people are a little distressed, a little depressed, a little overwhelmed during the holiday season with Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays and all the events and all the parties and the celebrations. And I wanted her to come on now so we can begin to proactively think positive that we will have a happy holiday season, no matter where we are, because there's always somebody out there who is a lot worse than we are. We always have to think that. Um, when we think that we just got it bad, um, like when our feet hurt, well, sometimes you need to think about the people who don't have any feet. So she will be here next week. And, of course, we will be ending the month with Lynn Edwards, a virtual expert, who will be sharing with us how to outsource, how to manage our outsourcing teams. The quote of the week is, don't overthink it, just let go. I am here to tell all of you out there who are holding on to stuff. You may be holding on to the box from an item you bought three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and you're holding on to it just be, just because you think you need it because maybe you'll return it or because you may be moving. You can always get another box. Just let it go. You're holding on to different receipts for food items. For example, you hold on to all your grocery receipts. Why? Once you've eaten the food, you really can't go back and and, and prove anything. Just let it go. And besides, the way they put the ink on the receipts now, it winds up fading after a few months anyway. Just let it go. Are you holding on to maybe some college textbooks, high school textbooks, and you've been out of school for 10, 20, 30 years? What good are they going to do you now? Just let them go. So don't overthink it. Just let it go. Maybe you've had toys forever. You're holding on to your childhood toys like I held on to my dollhouse. Nobody's ever going to play with it while we're holding on to it. Or somebody else could really appreciate it because mine had been, I moved with that dollhouse at least four times not playing with it, not doing anything with it. And it was time for me to just let it go. And that's what I did. I took it, I posted it on eBay, and just let it go. (laughs) Ah, Somebody said, just get in my closet. I got a sewing machine two years ago. I still have it in the box. Well, I would suggest that if you do not plan on using it, now if it was a gift, Okay, I can understand you keeping it. But if you bought it for yourself two years ago, and if you don't see yourself using it within this next six months to a year, are you really going to use it? Is it something that you could possibly, since it is still having in the box, 
Is it possibly something you could sell on eBay? Or are you hoping because um, maybe your lifestyle will change, you'll have more time, maybe if you retire, to do some of the things? I can see you holding on to it. But if you are living life right now and you're really looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what, I haven't used it for two years. I'm not going to use it. So I need to just put it on eBay and sell it and maybe take the money and go have a nice little spa day for myself or buy yourself something to use or need. So that's my suggestion. (laughs) But let me know. Let me know. Just keep me posted you know, think about it. And maybe next week share with me, you know what, Janet, I decided to do this with the sewing um, machine. So again, next week, we will be organizing your emotions for a happy holiday season with Melissa Schnapp, positive psychology, life step, life coach. And just so you'll know, don't overthink it. Just let it go. Just let the item go. Just let the item go. And thank you. And I look forward to to finding out what you decide to do um, after you've thought about whether or not you're going to be using this sewing machine in the future. Well, I truly um, appreciate all of you. Um, I hope you will share this show with your family, your friends, as well as on your social media network. And please tweet me. I love it when you tweet me. Um, But also, you know, connect with me on Facebook, connect with me on on Instagram as well. And please always also visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I hope you have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.